For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. When he tell the story, that's not how it went. Know they be lying 100%. Moved out of risk and forgot about it been. Now they just called me to tell me, come get it. Now that boy off and I don't want no credit. If it was me, they wouldn't regret it. Let me be dead and now they want dead it. Yeah. Heart is still beating, my niggas still eating. Back y'all, they look like the garden eating. Pillow talk with him, she's spilling the tea. And then Shawty came back and said she didn't mean it. I'm not even going to try and do what Alan does for the intro because he knocks it out of the park and he crushes it and there's just no way I can live up to those standards um, with his intro. This is Believe in College Baseball, your favorite college baseball baseball show, anything show, your favorite show. Um, Wanted to thank you for listening. This is an emergency podcast. And this is my first ever solo podcast that I'm actually like releasing that I haven't just recorded talking to myself baked. Um, So bear with me here. Might be horrible. Could be good though. Who knows? But I think we know why this is an emergency podcast. A lot of unwritten rules. Fernando Tatis Jr. is such a fucking stud. I love that guy so much. Um, We're talking the tingler jace tingler we're talking woodard the the rangers manager and then we're going to end with a little drake at the very end just because you know i want to we just released a song you heard it in the intro absolute knocker um so let's get right into this once again believe in college baseball listen on itunes stitcher luminary google play spotify i I don't know if i i might have listed all of them i might have Left out a couple. Wherever you get your podcasts, just download it, please. Subscribe, rate, review, the whole works. Anyway, let's tackle this off. The first thing that I am going to say in regards to this, because there are so many layers, is that in life, the most important attribute I believe that you can have, and I may have, I graduated with full disclosure here, I graduated with a 2.0. GPA, 2.0 GPA from the University of California, Davis. Um, But I learned a lot. I learned a lot in college. The most important attribute that you can have, not only as a baseball player or an athlete or whatever, but as a human being is awareness. Awareness of other people, awareness of your surroundings. There's so many different ways to put it. The baseball term is feel. Have some feel. I used to have a coach that said, know your arena. That is the most important thing in your life that you can develop is awareness. Just feel. Just have some feel over what the fuck you're doing. The way this relates is that there's a lot of talk of unwritten rules. There's going to be a time where someone is acting like an asshole on the baseball field. There's going to be someone that spikes someone, someone that's talking shit. Someone that is 
not plan the game the right way. And you do have to police it. But that comes back to awareness. That comes back to feel. Is this person's intention, is it intended to disrespect me, my team, uh, a fucking worker, uh, a trainer? Is, is, it, is the intent to disrespect? Because if you have that awareness and you see that, police the fuck out of the game. All right? Enforce. But you have to have a feel of the situation. Last night, that was a circus act. That was so fucking terrible the way everyone handled it except Tatis. That guy, I mean, he's just, he's the best. I'll never say ever a bad word about Fernando Tatis Jr. He's 21 years old. He's the face of baseball. He had two home runs last night. And I tweeted out the first home run, the one that didn't get everyone all up in arms. I said, from the eye test, that's the hardest ball ever hit ever ever but now I feel like I'm kind of I'm going a little bit off track here the point is there was zero awareness last night Tatis did not even pimp the grand slam the grand slam that he hit 3-0 pitch so many players I think it's universal that all the players are on Tatis' side, that everyone is on Tatis' side. There's a few morons out there. But there was no intent of disrespect, no ill will wished upon anyone. The dude was just not taking an at-bat off, and you grooved a 3-0 fucking pitched. Like, that's it. That's it. He was hacking. What are you going to tell 21-year-old face of baseball to not hack? Even if he would have pimped the home run, like, what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? And you want to say, and we're going to get into, you know, the Rangers, the way the Rangers handled it and the way Tatis's manager handled it. But if you want to say, like, playing the game the right way and and doing all this stuff that's literally the definition of playing the game the right way not taking at bats off never letting a pitcher get comfortable relax that, that that's playing the game the right way i mean that's that's bullshit and you could say like what are the kids going to think when they when they see this and and all that have you ever been to a high school game or a college game for that matter we did more Bush League shit than I have ever seen. And, and same with the other teams that we played. And my high school league had many big leaguers, many future big leaguers while, while I was playing. All the teams were Bush League. They were all breaking the unwritten rules, every single one of them. They're all talking shit. There was definitely ill will. There's extreme bad blood. I can't believe that we're still that that's one aspect that's one layer to this is just the the pure swing 30 respect the game bullshit when you're up by you know but it's not even like whatever you know whatever but before you're going to say this influences the kid kids are already doing bush league shit it's when they develop and grow up and learn how to be a professional where you know it, it gets reined in a little bit where you're not just it's not a free-for-all 
but go to a high school game when the pandemic is over and, and look how many unwritten rules are fucking broken there. The other thing, now we're going to get to the way the Rangers handled this. Woodward, Woodard, I don't care to know his name. I know he's been in the game a long time. Um, I know he was with the Dodgers, I believe. Um, and there was some video that resurfaced where Machado hit, um, you know, hit a home run up 3-0. They're up 7 nothing. So I don't know what the hypocrisy with that is. I mean, that's fucking absurd. But the way they handled that after you switch pitchers to the pitcher that gave up the grand slam, that's all pissed off, doesn't get to hit the next guy. You delay the whole fucking game in, a, in the middle of a blowout and you bring in a guy just to hit someone. How the fuck do you think that guy feels that you brought him in just to hit someone in a blowout? He's like, well, now I got to, now I got to deal, throw stressful pitches. Cause I got to run around first base and we know they're not taking pitches off. So like managers now putting his own player in a shitty spot. I don't know if I'm hitting on, on everything here. Like I said, this is my first time doing this solo, dolo on solo, but the way the Rangers handled that is just remarkably stupid. The last thing I'm going to get to is Tingler the Padres manager, because this is the worst thing to come out of this. I get it. He get, said he gave him a take sign. Number one, who gives a fucking take sign to a, a big leaguer, let alone right now, is, was he the best player in baseball right now? Like, is he he's playing the best right now? Maybe Trout's playing better. Top, top two. And you're going to give him the take sign? 3-0 bases loaded? 21-year-old stud? What the fuck is that? You should, that? That's a fireable offense right there. Give him the take sign. Who gives the fucking take sign in the big leagues? These guys are big leaguers. These guys are grown-ass men. He's 21 years old. He's a kid. He's a big leaguer. And he's a damn fucking good one. After the game... That is where, like, I almost lost my shit, where he called him out. He called Tatis, his own player. You got a first-year manager, a first-year manager with this unicorn, with fucking the second coming of Christ as your shortstop, and you throw him under the bus to the media. When I played... Listen, I questioned authority, okay? Sometimes it would be overboard, 100%. I apologize to my coaches. It, it wasn't out of the intent of making them look bad or whatever, but I questioned authority. It's how I developed a, a, that sense of awareness of the game. I, it, I always was asking why. Why are we doing this? What is the point of this drill? What does this do? I get it. Like you have to establish yourself as a first year manager. You have to do that. And I was talking with some, some minor leaguers today about it, but the moment you throw someone under the bus in the media after, first of all, 
I, I didn't listen to his full press conference, so he might have praised him. He hit two bombs. He hit two bombs, and they were both rockets. And you call him out in the media for missing a fucking take sign, and he hit a grand slam on that take sign. You want to rip him after the game and just say, in the locker room, closed doors, hey, bro, like, I get it. One through nine, that, that's what a player was telling me today. One through nine, authority. When I give you the take sign, you just take, no matter how absolutely stupid it is. But you just take. And, and granted, if I was playing, if I was Tatis, if I would hit bombs, I would be like, why the fuck are you giving me the take sign? That's the stupidest thing I've – I wouldn't say that's a stupid – maybe. Maybe it might. But what are you doing? You immediately and, – and that lost respect of players in the locker room. There's no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Tatis, I don't know. He could be the biggest sweetheart in the world, and he's going to forgive his manager. But if it's me out there, you lose my respect, and, and, and I don't know if you'd gain it back. Because to throw me under the bus after I hit a grand slam because I told you to take your take sign and shove it straight up your ass, and I'll hit a granny. Calling me out, calling your best player out in the media is what a fucking wild move. What a wild move. That's your best player. And you're, you're calling him out in the media. When, when does that, when does that ever happen? I'm, I'm trying to think, what is it like Stan Van Gundy and Dwight Howard? I, I don't know, man, but that was like, that was the worst thing that came out of this was you have an opportunity as a first year manager with your unicorn to nurture him and, and guide him and put your arm around him and just be like, bro, I got your back. Take sign. Just listen to the take sign. Maybe I won't ever give you the take sign again because clearly like that doesn't help. But he had the opportunity to just put his arm around him and be like, bro, you just hit two bombs. You had a hell of a game. Don't fucking sweat it. And I know Tatis doesn't care because he stole third up 6-0 today. But nonetheless, so dumb by a first-year manager. So dumb. So dumb. All right. Last couple minutes here. Hope you enjoyed this, this quick, short podcast. I don't even know how long I've been talking. Um, but Drake came out with a song over the weekend. Laugh now, cry later. That guy, and Alan said it best right after the song came out. He doesn't miss. He is Brady in his prime. He's Brady in his prime. No other way to look at it. Tusi slide, nice screen pass. He'll throw, he'll throw a six-yard out. He'll throw a 10-yard slant. He'll throw a little screen pass just to keep everyone happy. Defense starts sleeping. Play action bomb to Randy with blanket coverage on him, and he's outrunning the defense. That, that's what laugh now, cry later is. That's a 70-yard tutty, baby. And you heard it in the fucking intro. That's a banger. The guy does not miss ever. He could either death by a thousand cuts you with just some, some nice R&B, some soothing, just some background music, you know, or he'll just drop a fucking knocker. He'll just drop a knocker on that ass. 
that's all I got. We're going to uh, believe we're going to record and drop an episode on Friday. Uh, don't quote me on it, but uh, that's what it's looking like. Um, but I had to get this out there. I really did. Uh, another thing is, is that, listen, like if you can't wear giving up the last thing, sorry. If you can't wear giving up a home run, go look it up on YouTube, man. It, giving up a home run is like giving up a, a getting fucking emasculated on the field. That happens. That happens. It's your job not to handle it like bitches. And that's what the Rangers did. They handled it like bitches. Look up on YouTube. Look up on YouTube, Alex Blandino, St. Francis home run. I think he played with the Reds. I don't know if he made it to the big leagues, but it's one of the furthest balls I've ever seen hit. It was off me, bat flip, fucking dugouts, talking shit. I was a sophomore, like balls hadn't even dropped yet. I'm just getting fucking shot on by St. Francis. Braden Bishop was on the team, Tyler Goodell, Alex Blandino. I'm a sophomore, like, and, and that's where I learned right there. I, I, that is where you become a man because you fucking learn how to just take it. Just take it, man. Just take it and let people have fun and enjoy the game. That's it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.